The following episode features discussions that may not be appropriate for young listeners. Content warnings can be found in the episode description. Hi, guys, and welcome back to Those Bald Chicks, your favorite alopecia podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Amanda, and I'm here with Kristen and Paige, and today we're here to talk about the importance of mental health and some of our own battles with it. I feel like today is going to be a really, uh, really good, interesting episode because there's a lot that a lot to unload, honestly, with our stories and how we felt, and so I think this is a good, definitely a good one to talk about. For sure, because like alopecia is such a mental battle with oh, yourself yeah. every hair day. Hair loss in general is just a huge mental battle. Yeah. <laughs> like unexpected hair loss, at least. Unexpected hair loss. Yes, yeah, exactly. No, it's, it's, <clears throat> it's rough. That's for sure. But yeah, like I said, that's and I mean, it's, so it's still a struggle, right? Like every yeah. day that you oh, get yeah. up is like, okay, am I going to have a good day or am I going to yes. have a bad day? I literally yeah. lay in bed and think that to myself all the time. Yeah. <laughs> like, is it going to be a good or bad day today? Yeah. We'll find out. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. It's definitely different for me every day too. Some days I wake up and I'm like, oh, today's going to be a good day. Some days I wake up, I'm like, uh-oh, do I need a wig? <laughs> yeah. Right, right. Do I need to hide myself today? Yeah, do I, yeah, do I, is it a wig day or is it a beanie day? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> no, it's, you're right though, but you know, I, I think mental health too, and not even just in, I think mental health has become less of a taboo you know, less of a, like people are much more aware of their own mental health. And I think that's so important, whether you're going through the same stuff or not. I mean, I think people need to be much more aware and don't think that, you know, it's okay for you to have a bad day. It's okay for you to need to take a day off of work because you just need to, you know, for whatever, like you just need to take a break. That's okay. I think that's definitely something that needs to be talked about more. I mean, I think there is some people that still don't understand the whole mental health thing, but that's because it's ingrained in them yes. from an early age that no, yes. just, you know, be okay. Fake Power it till you make it. Fine. Yep. Yeah. It is important to talk about, like, I, I think I've kind of covered this a little bit over some episodes, but um, when my alopecia started, it was, you know, roughly five years ago, I was in what I didn't know was a bad relationship, <laughs> but I was in a bad relationship. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, I, like I said before, I think I just hit close to five years that I was diagnosed. It was in February of, of 2016. I don't know exactly when, but it was you know, about five years and by November it was gone. So in that time frame, I actually got my dog. Bucky. So I didn't know that I was getting a dog. <laughs> I've wanted a dog. Yeah. So it was a total surprise time where I was living. Our landlord didn't allow pets, which Aww. sure, understandable, whatever. But I had never not had a dog my entire life. There might've been like a short time frame of a couple of months where like one dog passes and then we get another puppy or whatever it might be. But I had never gone a year without a dog. So it was a little funny because evidently he did everything and I had no idea. I I honestly had no clue. So I came home from work one day and he he called me on the way home. He's like, just so you know, like, I'm probably going to need everything you made tonight thinking, oh my gosh, what did he break? I was so mad because I I thought I was coming home like a shattered TV or something. And then I'm like, I'm like hyping myself up coming in the door. Like, okay, just don't overreact. What is it? I don't know what it could be. And I walk in the house and I hear her. 
over and I was like, excuse me. <laughs> and he came right, he came around the corner and I was, I was like, who's, whose dog is this? He's like, it's yours. I was like, no, for real, whose dog is this? Cause it's not funny. <laughs> like, please don't mess with me. Cause that was not something you mess with me about as pets. Yeah. And he's like, it's yours. He's like, I talked to John, our landlord at the time. He said, I talked to John and he let us have a dog. And I, I just bust into tears like ugly I'm an ugly crier so it was (laughs) definitely an ugly cry moment and uh, all three of us are then yeah (laughs) yeah so yeah when I got him I I just I didn't know I had no idea but evidently um, at the time he was getting ready to go to Seattle to work in Seattle for three months close to three months at least so I was by myself in a city that I didn't know anybody so I was very close to my job which was nice but I didn't know anybody in our area. My family was almost an hour away. A lot of my friends were 40 minutes away. So I had nobody. So I guess he talked to him. It's like, Hey, she needs some kind of protection because I'm not leaving her for that long without somebody. And he's like, okay, as long as the long as the dog is certain age, not this, these breeds stays under a certain weight. He's like, okay. So, and then, uh, yeah, then there's, there's Bucky. Um, I I have a similar story too, with my dog, Milo. I was going through the worst part of my alopecia, you know, was falling out. I was in my last relationship and we had a cat. We still have him, Kevin. Um, I love Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> he's For those he's, of you who have not seen Kevin, he will probably be featured on the Instagram at some point. Absolutely. Because <laughs> he's, he's a superstar for sure. Yeah. But when I was going through, you know, a really rough time with my alopecia, Kevin is great. He's super snuggly, but you know, a dog is completely different from a cat. And oh, I'm, of course. Yeah. And I reached out to a couple of rescues that are around me in my area. And I was like, Hey, I want to foster, um, possibly foster to adopt. And the first rescue that got back to me was make a difference rescue. And they're like, yeah, come to our adoption event. And you could see some of the dogs you can foster. I went there, by the way, I did not tell my ex about this. I was like, I'm doing it. I don't care. (laughs) Yeah. So I went there and she came up to me. She was like, Oh, you're, you're one of the new fosters. Do you want to see all the dogs? I said, yes, let me see all of them. So I met, I met probably 10 dogs that day, but I wanted to feel a connection. Sure. And I also obviously needed a dog that I was going to foster. That was cool with cats. Sure. And the only dog there that they weren't really sure if he was cool with cats was Milo. And he was really young. He was probably six to eight months old and they took him. Oh yeah. But he was a mess. He was a street dog. Oh, found him on the street. He was super malnourished. He had a huge flea infection in his back that he was getting Aww. taken care of. Aww. But he was the sweetest boy. He came out of the crate, sat on my lap, and gave me kisses. And I said, "That's it. I'm fostering this boy." Oh, oh my heart. So, yeah. so she said, "Do you want to take him home?" I said, "Right now." Uh, now. <laughs> <And> she said, <laughs> yes. "She said, yeah. Our shelter is super full, so we we would like you to take him home now." So I said, "Yep, okay." And then when I got in the car, <clears throat> I called my ex and I said, "Hey, I'm bringing a dog home." <laughs> and that's all she wrote. And I've had Milo for like four years now. Yeah, nice. I, when I got Bucky, like I said, it was a total surprise. But it was funny because from the time I got him, I think his gotcha day slash birthday is September 10th, and uh, my birthday is August 30th. So it's, you know, a week and a half after my birthday. So he, my ex had was going around and telling people like, Hey, like, look at this dog I'm getting for Amanda for her birthday. So that was another reason when I did leave, I was like, Nope, he's mine. You said he was mine. He was a gift. 
sorry not sorry birthday (laughs) gift gone Mm -hmm. um so (laughs) but whenever he was gone for those three months that's when my hair was getting really bad I don't know if I was just stressed because he was gone and I was stressed because it was getting worse or what the deal was but it was getting really bad and I never would have gone through it without the dog yep and, and he is attached to my hip at all. He loves Jesse. He absolutely adores Jesse. He will, he will sit on top of him any chance he gets. So it's great that he <laughs> loves him and he bonded with him right away, but he's, he's my dog. Yep. <laughs> Let's be real. Same, same he's, he's a mama's boy. <laughs> yep. Same with Milo. Even if I have tough days and I'm like, I'm going to lay in bed today. I, I don't feel like getting out of bed. Milo will lay with me all day. He will be uh-huh. by my side all day. And same, same with Damon. He it loves Damon. They bonded. <laughs> he bonded with Damon super quick, which I loved. Yeah. But he's mama's boy. Yeah. And yeah, he just he knows me. He's in tune with my emo- yes. emotions and it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Especially because that prime time right after I got Bucky about a week later, my ex left for Seattle for two or three months. So that prime bonding time was just me and him. Yep. So I, he, I think that's another reason why, you know, he and I are so close essentially, but you know, he's like I said, he's a mama's boy, but I know not everybody has the luxury of having pets or can have a pet so I mean there's definitely some other ways that I mean like personally for me like I fully believe in that animals can help and you know but additional there are other options so you know talking about you know seeking help in in whatever capacity that is like have ever either of you guys ever done therapy not for my hair no not for my hair nope yeah, but I I, I definitely think it would be helpful I mean I just never talked about it yeah. to a therapist, right? Because yeah. I had other issues going on that I felt were more important at the time. Absolutely, so. me too. Yeah, and I, I was going to say too, when I found this group, that was almost like my release with all of my venting and mm-hmm. and things I was going through. It was nice to talk to a group that knew what I was going through. I just remember- that understood having, you. Yeah, yes. and I just remember talking yeah. to my mom and my parents all the time, like, I need to find people my age that get me like way earlier on. I went to a support group. Oh God, this is probably five years ago. And they were all old. They were all like my parents age. Not one person in that room was my age. So I'm like, this doesn't help me. I appreciate being here, but this doesn't help. Right. Especially because those people are probably past the stage of their life where they are married, they have kids, they don't have to worry about, am I going to find somebody that finds me desirable still exactly like way past that? So they don't, they don't get it. Yep, absolutely. And you know, after that support group, I left and I, I just felt, I felt pretty down about it because I, you know, I researched NAF and I researched even support groups online and it was like a hit and a miss. For those and- of you who don't know what NAF is, it's the National Alopecia Areata Foundation. And also at the time in my head, I, I, I didn't accept it yet. I wasn't okay with it. So mm-hmm. I thought I'm not traveling to go meet people that are bald like me because I'm just not ready for that. I wasn't ready to show myself that way. And then I met this group, which ironically, I don't think I would have ever met this group if it weren't for the pandemic, which is crazy. I know it is. Right? Yeah. I, I just, what I stopped my search. I really truly stopped my search. And I came a paw, a paw, I came a paw, <laughs> I came across a Reddit thread about Alpecia Ariata, saw a person in there talk about this group. And then I popped in and I was like, oh, okay. For, for the first couple of days, I was pretty quiet. And I just kind of watched what everybody was saying in there. 
And then I realized, holy crap, all of these people, well, not all of them, but most of them are close to my age group. And this is kind of phenomenal. This feels, I just, I also remember looking at my boyfriend and, and saying, I found my people. I even text a friend that, you know, she knew about this and she knew how sad I was that I didn't have anybody to talk to. And I text her about it and I said, oh my God, it's taken me so many years, as you know, but I found, I found them. Like I finally found them. My search feels like it's over and I found them. I don't know. It was super special. It is. I, I think well, I remember I, the first, I feel like the first meeting that I was at when I saw all the bald people on the, on the call, on the screen, I was so overjoyed. I was, wow. I found people that are the same as me. And I've never, I had met one person prior to that, that had this disease. And I was just like, oh my God, these are my people. And I remember popping my wig off because I was just like, I want to be like them because (laughs) I want to, you know, yeah, (laughs) I don't want to hide anymore. Yeah. I had had a different experience with that because my first night was an adult night. And I think there was maybe six people on it. Uh, yeah, I think it was, it was definitely less than 10. It was, it was around, we'll say around 10. Yeah. But yes, I I just remember remember looking at the screen. My camera wasn't on. I just remember looking at the screen and I showed up with my wig on and nobody said anything. So that was nice, but I felt weird wearing a wig because nobody else was wearing a wig. I had to quickly get over that because I was like, oh, well, they probably know that I'm not comfortable yet taking yeah it oh yeah we can it's not even just that like we assumed we could tell yeah and we can always tell and it's not a big deal <laughs> right because everyone has their own pace and then I got super comfortable because yeah. you know it was adult night so we were, we were drinking and um I got comfortable <laughs> and I remember just randomly saying to these six people that I just met hey guys want to see my hair <laughs> <laughs> it really it, it was just like that too and it was funny because she's just you know sitting there all quiet and kind of like observing and it's like hey you guys want to see my head we're like yeah and then I could (laughs) I I, she said she did it too but I could pretty much feel her walk away and go oh no why did I do that I didn't do it on camera the vibe through the computer Mm -hmm. I knew I knew because she was taking a little bit of time I'm like I'm I bet anybody 20 bucks she's in the bathroom going why did I do that that was so stupid yep like why yep that's exactly what happened because I didn't take it off on screen. I left and went in my bedroom and I was just standing there like, what am I doing? (laughs) Why am I like this? Why Why am I like this? (laughs) Why do I drink wine anymore? (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it it was funny though. I came back and everyone's like, oh, hell yeah. (laughs) And that, that's, that was it. That's all I needed. I just needed that. Oh, okay. And we went back to talking about whatever we were talking about. Yeah. And it's interesting. You say that two page about like reaching out to your friend about it because I, for a really long time, apart from like my parents, my now ex's parents and maybe two or three other people, nobody knew my yep. best friends didn't know. Cause I was horrified yep. that this was happening to me. So then when I told my one best friend in, um, he lives in Kentucky and he's like, why wouldn't you tell me that? I don't know. I was scared. I thought it was going to come back. I was in denial. And then the same thing, my best friend of 15, 16 years, when I told her, she's like, how, why, why were you going through this by yourself? I'm like, cause nobody gets it. It doesn't have, it's not happening to anybody. So why would I, why in my head, I was like, why would I try to tell somebody that doesn't get it what I'm going through because they're just going to, Oh, it's just hair. It's okay. No, it's not. Exactly. And I feel like that happens more times than I could count. 
Yeah. And Um, now I just don't care. (laughs) Exactly. I just remember, you know, my family was super supportive during this. So I just remember my brother kept saying, just shave, just shave off your hair, just shave it off. It's not that big of a deal. And I'm like, what? (laughs) Why don't you shave your head? (laughs) Yeah. You shave yours and then I'll shave mine. How's that? And I was just sitting there thinking, this doesn't make any sense of why you're, you think I'm just going to be like, okay, yep. Shaving my head. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> like I'm obviously in depression mode about this and I I my whole personality changed when I got alopecia. I became, you know, socially awkward because of it. Mm-hmm. I I and I'm I'm an extrovert. I always have been. I, I What? Love no. <laughs> I, I have no idea, Paige. <laughs> I love being social. Surprise. But that all went away. Same. I I shut reckon. up. I yeah. clam clamshell me too I didn't want to go anywhere even around my family and the only two people that knew in my family well my brother knew but my mom and dad everybody else aunts uncles nope nobody knew there were some family parties that I couldn't miss because it just looked weird that I wasn't showing up to family parties anymore yeah and I always wore hats I always wore beanies or or baseball caps and you know my family at the time uh aunts and uncles would say something about it. That's why I hated to go because they would, and they had no idea. They would just Mm -hmm. say, Paige, you're wearing a hat again. Like you must have a extensive hat collection. And I'm sitting there like, I'm going to kick your ass. Like Why do people here, have to listen pick here, up Aunt on Rosie. this stuff? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, meet me outside, Aunt Rosie. <laughs> I'm going to take you down. Yeah. What's that, Why Uncle Ted? Have to pick you up? Want a knuckle sandwich? All right, fine. <laughs> but that's interesting because a lot of, so like I was saying before, a lot of my family didn't know. I think my dad had told a handful of his cousins and, you know, his brother and so on, but was like, this is not talked about. Yeah. I just want to let you know she's okay. Yeah. Like she's fine. We're getting through it. And I think my mom, you know, my mom did the same thing, but I distinctly remember my dad doing it because he told me, he's like, Hey, I hope you don't care. But I told, you know, these handful of people, I'm like, dad, what the hell? Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? <laughs> this could potentially be a permanent thing. He's like, they all know. Like, I just, I had to tell them that you were okay. I'm like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's fine. I different for me because I was 13 when I lost it. So sure. my oh, whole yeah. family knew like every right. single person. And it was weird because they would all want to see it and they would come over and they'd be like, so how's your head? And I'm like, still bald. I mean, how's my head? Why, why do you care so much to see my bald head? It's purple now. Like, am I a freak show? Still bald. (laughs) Still there. And it's purple. That's right. I just woke up this morning and it was like, I don't know. That's awesome. It's crazy thinking now that life doesn't necessarily revolve around my hair as much as it used to. I mean, there's still days where it does. Oh, same. But oh yeah. I think about anything in my past for the past six, seven years, and almost every single memory is attached to my hair. I was just talking to one of my friends the other day, and I was talking about when I went on vacation with a couple of my friends, we went up north and we rented out a cabin together. I was super nervous because we were sharing a a bathroom, a shower, like all of that. I was terrified. I had to carve out time to go in the bathroom and take my shower and do my hair before anybody got up. It was terrible. One day we took a walk on the beach and we started walking down the beach 
it was a perfect day. It wasn't windy. Everything was great. And I was in the back of the line and all of a sudden the couple of friends that were in front of us said, okay, let's turn around and go back to the cabin. So we had to turn back around and I was in front. So my thing was, I always wanted to be in back of people. I never wanted anybody to stand behind me because then when you're standing behind someone, you're just staring at the back of their head. And that was my big problem spot. So I would always maneuver my way through college, through my work, through friends to be in the back, to always be in the back of someone. But this time I couldn't. And of course the wind just came out of nowhere and kicked up. Oh no. And I just, wind. and I was walking so awkward. Alopecians hate wind. Just an FYI to anybody out there listening. We hate it. (laughs) And I remember being so anxious and I started walking super awkwardly. (laughs) I was dipping my head lower so I could catch the hair that was on the back of my neck so the wind wouldn't kick it up. So I was pretending like, oh, this wind sucks or sands in my eye or something like that. And so, oh my God. So I was walking super awkward. We got back to the cabin and I went to the bathroom and just cried because in my head, I thought they know they saw my hair. They saw my bald spots. They know to this day, I I have heard that they had no idea. They said that I hit it so well and they had absolutely no idea and alopecia. So all of those times I thought, holy shit. Everybody can see me. Everybody knows about this, but they just won't say anything because it's awkward if you say something. Nope. Nobody knew. That's that alopecia brain that we've talked about where it's all revolves around your hair and it's just, it's awful, but that's what we think. We think everybody is seeing our bald. Like 24 seven, you go through the, to the grocery store and with wigs too. I didn't really necessarily have that problem with extension. It's interesting because like with wigs too, um, I have wigs where you can see the lace line from, you know, just because, because the way the wig is made, but I actually just got a wig that has bangs on it. I think I've said in in one of the wig episodes, I can't remember which one, but you can't see a wig line. So I'm like, this is great because you really can't tell. So like, I think I was at a store, actually, I might've been like TJ Maxx or something and then buying some stuff. And the girl's like, oh my gosh, your bangs look so cute on you. And Without even realizing, I went, thanks, it's a wig. And she went, what? I was like, oh, oh, yeah. I was like, yeah, I have alopecia, so I don't actually have any hair. And she's like, I never would. Like, she was blown away. I was like, yeah, no, I just get just, uh, yeah, don't have hair. This is my everyday. So I just wanted something to try and hide it. And she's like, girl, I had no idea. It was, and it was just so surprising. So, yeah. yes. So I wore extensions for the longest time. I would just pile on the extensions in my hair. But the thing with extensions is I didn't have enough of my natural hair. Oh, to grab. Yeah. To grab onto the extensions. So the extensions worked separately than my actual hair. So hiding bald spots, doing all that was so much work. I had to tease all the extensions all the time. But then I, when I switched over to wigs, you would get that bunch in the back. You would get that mat in the back if you wore them too much. And I wore them religiously. I wore them all the Mm -hmm. time because I just didn't want to shave my head. I didn't want to go out without any hair on my head. And so all of my wigs started to get bunchy and you can't brush that out. So that was super noticeable. If I went to the grocery store, if I went out, 
that's the thing that you could see because it was matted in the back because it rubs on your neck and your clothes and your sweat. Yep. So I had no way to go out in public feeling okay because everything was a thing. I made everything a thing. So I don't know. It It was stressful. When I was wearing the synthetic wigs, they would bunch up bad. So I would always put them in a back pony, but never a high pony because you don't want your neckline showing. So, and I, so I wore my hair up for years and I know all the people would always be like, why do you always have your hair up? Why is it never down? And I'm like, why are you concerned about my hair? Go be concerned about something else in your life because I'm going to wear my hair the way I want to. People truly notice those things. I don't think anybody, Mm -hmm. any of the listeners that don't have alopecia, we know people with alopecia know how much life is revolved around hair. Oh, absolutely. I'm I'm going to give Mm -hmm. a perfect example and talk about celebrities. So um, Ariana Grande wears her hair in that high pony most of the time. Yep. And everyone in the world always talks about it. They don't just let her wear her hair how she wants. Mm -mm. Everybody talks about it. People fixate on hair so much. It's insane. Yeah. Like it's her staple. Yeah. And they can't grasp people losing their hair. They can't grasp people wearing the same hairstyle for years. Nobody, Mm -hmm. nobody thinks about anything else except image. Your hair is part of your image and it becomes this huge thing. That's why when you, you have alopecia and you get diagnosed, your world feels like it's crumbling apart because you know, society is so intense about hair. Yeah, exactly. Which each strand that falls out of your head, you're just like, oh my God, my image is just depleting more and more. Yep. So and that's interesting. You said that too, though, Paige, about um, like Ariana Grande and like the identifiable hair, because my old wig, I ordered a new one. I'm just you know, waiting for it to get dyed and stuff, but it was real long and it wasn't as dark as Cher's hair, but it was still really dark. Yeah. And my mom's like, oh, can you do the hair, the share hair flip? And I did like the, the share flip. Yeah. <laughs> and so like when you said Ariana Grande, I was like, oh my God, it's like share. Yeah. Like that's the same thing. That's what people are like, oh my gosh, your hair so long. So I share, can you, can you do the flip? And I'm like, I'm not share. I'm not a share impersonator. You realize that, right? Like I just have long, dark hair. <laughs> like why? I know people just notice those things. I, I remember not thinking that anybody would notice that I got a longer wig. I had probably eh, a little bit longer than sh- shoulder length. And then I bought a wig that went down my back mm-hmm. and I started to wear that one. And I remember a couple of family members noticed how long my, not my hair, but my wig was. And they were like, Paige, how do you grow your hair so long? I'm like, I don't know, good vitamins. <laughs> <laughs> and I just remember saying, I don't know, good vitamins, I guess. Biotin. <laughs> Oh, I just, I rub baking oh. soda on it. And then I dance around and chant in a circle on a full moon. <laughs> it grows four inches. Oh, I just sing the hair song. <laughs> oh my God. That's why when you think about mental health That's- too, it's so important to talk about it because back then I couldn't talk to anybody about this. I knew that hair, you know, life revolved around your hair, especially yeah. as a woman. And I mean, men too, but you know, I felt womanly when I had hair and I didn't appreciate my hair, obviously when I had it. So when I think about it now, I'm so open and honest about my mental health due to my hair loss. I 
publicly yeah. talk about all the situations that my hair revolved around because I think it's important for people that you know haven't accepted that you know they're losing their hair or they have alopecia I think it's important to show them hey it gets better I know yeah. it doesn't feel like it does I wish I had someone like that to tell me that five six years ago yeah because I I, too. I wouldn't believe it if I wouldn't have believed it back then but now thinking about it I sit there and I'm like oh it really does get better I wish I had somebody that I mean like like I said I have I had super supportive friends and family that's not what I'm going for but I wish I had somebody like me you know five years ago and and that understood me like the group I just wish that I would have other than the people that are like oh it's no big deal just shave it like no it kind of is a big deal exactly But thank you guys so much for joining us today. If you liked what you heard, please like and subscribe. We'll be releasing episodes pretty frequently, so we'll have a lot more content for you. If you want to get a hold of us, please send us an email at thosebaldchicks at gmail.com. And if you have alopecia and you need support, please reach out to us and we'd love for you to join the family. If you are interested in joining the Naked Confidence campaign, please email Amanda at amandap.ncc at gmail.com or page at page R or P-A-I-G-E-R dot N-C-C at gmail.com. We're here to love and support you through it all. Until next time, guys, ball pack out.